back to another episode of FN Sports Bets, brought to you by the Drive-In Network. I am your co-host, Frankie Langer, joining you here today. Just me today, uh, giving some Week 11 picks. Uh, Nathan and I are both going into our you know, last semester of college. We got stuff to finish up for Thanksgiving break, so I'm getting this episode out to you guys pretty quick. Uh, it's actually Saturday, a little later than normal, and that's kind of how it's been recently. Um, I'm going to try and limit myself to maybe one pick, you know, whether I'm picking over under just an outright win, a spread uh, per game, because I was taking a look at my record. Uh, last week I went 6-1, and one. had a real good week, um, but if you add that to my overall record so far this year, uh, this year so far I've made 104 picks, whether that's uh, spreads, money lines, over-unders, and I'm 62-42. and 42. Um, so, you know, n- not the worst thing, volume of, you know, big numbers, and it's going to kind of get into, you know, a trend if I'm leaning in one direction. I'm just happy to be on the winning end of some of these. Uh, so with that being said, let's hop into this week, week 11. Uh, we got a real good slot of games. I actually really like a lot of these matchups. Um, first game is the Philadelphia Eagles at the Cleveland Browns. The Browns are a two-and-a-half-point favorite, the over-under at 47. Uh, you know, the Browns have been kind of up and down this year, but I just think this is kind of an easy win cover for them. I think Philadelphia has been hurt at times, and they are starting to get guys back. I saw a tweet that, you know, there's like 12 guys that are starting to get back, and, you know, they may win this one. If they If they win this one... I think that a lot of weight is going to be put on Baker Mayfield's future with the Cleveland Browns um, because they've got a lot of good, uh, you know, different skill positions or just positions in general on both sides of the ball. You look at their running game. You look at their weapons offensively. Uh, their offensive line is is okay. That's obviously something that will get improved. I'm assuming in free agency in the draft. Uh, and I really like their defense. I think Miles Garrett. Um, is a really, really talented player. And not only does he make plays statistically and on the stat sheet and, uh, you know, makes big plays, he also just, uh, he accumulates so much attention when you think about the pass rush for the week or thinking about outside runs and things like that. I like this Cleveland team. So I'm going to take them to win and cover here, minus two and a half. Uh, If they you know, get upset, then I think a lot's going to be talked about with Baker and his future. Carson Wentz and the Eagles, um, I do think they're going they're going to win the NFC West. Oh, geez. NFC East. Sorry, I'm getting it all mixed up. They are going to win the NFC East. Um, and it's obvious someone had to come out and uh, start to be a contender. It looks like it'll be them, but I do think Cleveland wins here, uh, especially in Cleveland. If it is cold, if it is rainy, Nick Chubb's going to have a really good day. Um, Next game is the Atlanta Falcons at the New Orleans Saints. The Saints are a three-point favorite, the over-under at 49. Uh, the Saints are starting Taysom Hill this week. I think this is going to be an electric game. I think that Taysom Hill is going to have a, uh, a shaky start to the game. I just feel like, you know, first quarter he might not look fantastic. But I think, you know, second, third quarter especially is really going to get going. Uh, the Falcons have been up and down this year, kind of like they usually are um, since that Super Bowl year. You know, you can tell a couple mistakes on both sides of the ball. You remember, you know, Todd Gurley scoring a touchdown sort of on accident, which ended up letting the Lions come back. They've lost some heartbreakers. Um, So, you know, I think Atlanta has a shot here, especially with New Orleans having to get 
you know, get used to a new quarterback a little bit. Um, but Taysom Hill is a really talented player. He's going to run the ball well. He, he understands the intricacies of this offense, not only from being a, a quarterback on this team, but uh, also playing wide receiver, playing, you know, H-back positions, tight ends, uh, kind of blocking fullback positions. He's very well-versed on this offense. I think that the think minus three here is pretty pretty close for the Saints. Um, I know they haven't looked like the normal Saints that they are, but uh, Saints are going to win and cover here minus three. Uh, the next game, at least on the site that I printed my sheet off on, did not have... Um, sorry, it's hard to type and talk at the same time. They didn't have any... Uh, information out like spreads and over-unders, so I'm going to quickly Google. Uh, I'm going to have to make a Carolina. I'm just going to have to make a pick based on whatever information I Google for. Uh, so this is the Lions at Panthers, uh, and it looks like, oh boy. Okay, here we go. So it is the Detroit Lions playing in Carolina, playing the Panthers. Panthers are coming off a pretty bad loss against the Buccaneers. They did win cover last week. The Buccaneers says that was one of the picks I had correct. So uh, we got in Carolina. Carolina's a one-and-a-half point favorite. Um, and it looks like, ooh, I don't even see an over-under for this, um, which looks strange. But, you know, when you look at a couple statistics, uh, Detroit is 5-2 and two against the spread in its last seven games against Carolina. You know, I kind of don't like these statistics that go transcendently throughout years. Uh, I kind of like, uh, I like the season statistics when you talk about against the spread. Um, all of these things, like each, each trend has something. The total is hit over in four of Detroit's last six games against Carolina. Well, was that when Cam Newton was playing? Like, it, it changes things. So, again, I'm still trying to find... Let me do one more Google to see if I can find the over-under for this game. Uh, Carolina Panthers. This must be awkward for anyone listening, because usually uh, Nathan would be saying something to find the time, but it looks like I just got to talk through all my Googling. Um, okay. So, the over-under is 46.5 points. And that's a little higher than what I thought. Um, you know, seeing that the... What's that game? Seeing that the Eagles and Browns is only 47. I'm, I'm interested on why this is 46.5. Tempted to uh, take the under, but I think I'm more inclined to take Carolina covering minus one and a half. Um, I know they've had some losses, uh, whether it was a close run of the Chiefs or being blown out by the Bucks, but Teddy Bridgewater is potentially one of the most reliable quarterbacks I've seen. There's something about the way he plays that as a front office, as a general manager, as a coach, as a, a felt like as a fellow player of him, I'm just speculating, they must really trust his judgment and the way that he uh, produces through this offense. So I know the Lions are, uh, can be really good at times, but I do think Carolina kind of gets on track here. Uh, I don't know their exact record. I know that they're doing... Oh, boy. I'm definitely bungling this. Whatever. I'm, whatever I'm, I'm saying that they're still a contender. And um, 
I think that they're going to get back on track here. If you look at their last games, now they're playing a Bucks defense that did give up some points, but an aggressive Bucks defense. You talk about the Kansas City defense that flies around, and they've been able to put up points. I know Christian McCaffrey isn't playing. I don't think that's the biggest deal as much as least, you know, compared to what we thought at the beginning of the year when McCaffrey was going to be out for a while. Um, Mike Davis has shown he is a, you know, really good running back and plays well both in between outside the tackles. Robbie Anderson looks good. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater you know, can move with his legs and all those good things. Carolina covers here minus one and a half. I'm wondering when I'm going to end up making a pick on over-under here, uh, but we will see. Might be this next game. This next game is the New England Patriots at the Houston Texans. Uh, the Patriots are two-and-a-half-point favorite after a, lo- or a win against the Ravens last week. Uh, Over-under is 49 points. So, uh, here's why I'm going to go with the Patriots. Um, I'm going to take the Patriots to cover here, minus 2.5. I know, no upsets so far. Um, And why, you know, I'll talk more about each team briefly, but why I make this pick with confidence is that there is something that Bill Belichick does and his defensive staff. It doesn't matter who it's been, whether it was Matt Patricia or or whoever it was, or even his son, Steve Belichick, who's might be the next like great head coach. I've heard he's uh, a very good coach, obviously coming from his father. But um, there's something that Bill Belichick does when he knows he's playing a quarterback who can not only run, but kind of gets flustered. I, I don't know what I'm trying to say. I'm not trying to say that Deshaun Watson is a good quarterback. I think he's a really good quarterback in this league. But with the the lack of weapons he has around him, I, I believe that Bill Belichick will either double his number one receiver, whoever, if they think that's Will Fuller, or they think that you know they're going to um, shut down all screen passes to um, David Johnson. You know, like there's... I really think that Bill Belichick is going to find a way to make this team two-dimensional or one-dimensional, whatever reference point you want to say. And it will make Deshaun Watson, one, uh, stay in the pocket and have to make throws. Uh, and also, they're, they're going to pressure Deshaun Watson. And when you get to a quarterback over and over, it kind of makes their anticipation a little off. It makes them a little rushed to get some throws out. Uh, I think that Bill Belichick... Schemes up a defense here against uh, a Texans team that's been inconsistent but has shown promise and weapons. Uh, but I just think this Patriots defense is starting to come along, even though they're a losing team right now. Uh, and I think Cam Newton will play well enough that uh, the Patriots will win here. Two and a half points isn't much. If this ends up moving to more than three, uh, I probably wouldn't take it. I kind of like two and a half here because you can still... Uh, win by a field goal. If this even moved to three, I probably would just take New England to win outright. Uh, you know, New England's got momentum coming off a win against the Baltimore Ravens, who, you know, that's a whole different story with that team. Uh, and we'll get to that uh, for their Tennessee game. But let's move on to this next game. After I said the Patriots are going to win and cover here, minus two and a half. Next game is a matchup uh, that was the AFC Divisional game. I want to say a couple years ago. I know it wasn't the championship. Uh, and it is the Pittsburgh Steelers at the Jacksonville Jaguars. These Steelers are a 10.5-point favorite, the over-under at 46. 
whoever that quarterback is, the Jacksonville Jaguars, I'm going to do another Google. Uh, it's uh, Jake. Uh, I'm doing this without even. It's Jake Lutton. Jake Lutton, Luton, uh, whoever you want to refer to him as. He's actually played really well. Uh, I've liked watching his play in his game. But this Steelers defense is not much to mess with. I know that, you know, coming off the Cowboys and yada, yada, yada. Uh, that's a good Seinfeld reference, by the way. Uh, the Steelers defense isn't anything to play with. And um, I'm tempted to take the Steelers to cover here, minus 10.5. But I do think that this is... Uh, I think this is an over 46 game. It's uh, the lowest over-under total of the week. But it looks like this... Oh... I'm immediately regretting saying that. Uh, hopefully you didn't lock in anything. I, I Okay. Oh, boy. This this Jaguars team could score some points. But uh, now I'm thinking in order for this over to hit, I do think the Steelers are going to have to score on defense as well. So I am just going to take the Steelers to win here. This is going to be a really good game to pair in a parlay if you're thinking about doing that. Uh, I'm just not interested in anything that's over you know a seven and a half point spread which we'll get to a big one with the kansas city game it is really hard to rely on spreads in the nfl that are over seven and a half points doesn't matter how good the team is it's, i mean obviously the chiefs covered against the jets a couple weeks ago when they were a 19 point favorite but that's different than the jaguars are a different team than the jets i know that that's kind of comparing uh, a rotten apple to a rotten orange but I believe that. Uh, so I'm just going to take Pittsburgh to win here. Uh, you know, it's minus 520 for a money line. So might as well pair it with something. Let's move on to this next game. A uh, real interesting one. The Green Bay Packers at the Indianapolis Colts. Colts are a one-point favorite, uh, which if you think about home field advantage, really is a two-point uh, favor, favor favorite uh, in terms of Green Bay, whatever you want to. Say and so uh, this is the underdog pick. I like Green Bay to win here. You know, cover, win, whatever you want to pick. Uh, it's an even pick for if you're taking the money line. It's minus one ten for plus one for Green Bay. Not gonna make a pick on the over under. Uh, Fifty one and a half is a lot of points, and I don't know what's going on with the Colts here and their offensive production. What I do know is I think Aaron Rodgers and this Packers team uh, are going to get really hot towards the end of November and into December. And uh, they look like a legitimate contender this year. I know they've had a couple losses, but when you look at just their, the consistency that they've had, especially when they do have all their weapons, Devontae Adams, Aaron Jones, uh, Jamal Williams has played well. I like this Packers team a lot. I think the Colts' defense uh, is nothing to sneeze at. I think they have a really good defense, but I think this Packers team is going to lay it up, especially in a dome. I think that... Uh, Aaron Jones is going to have, you know, one or two touchdowns. I remember last week I mentioned making sure to look for a Devontae Adams uh, or Aaron Jones touchdown prop bet. Uh, and I think either – I know Devontae Adams scored. I'm not sure. If Aaron jo Jones scored last week, boy, was I spot on then. Uh, so the Green Bay team is hot. This is the, the big pick of the week for an underdog pick. Green Bay is going to cover here plus one uh, in Indy. Next game is the Cincinnati Bengals at the Washington football team. The Washington football team is a one-and-a-half point favorite, the over-under at 47 points. This is another underdog pick I'm going to take. I'm going to take the Bengals to cover plus one-and-a-half. 
Uh, you know, if Washington comes out and beats them, great. But uh, Joe Burrow can lay it up, and it's it's T Higgins looks good. Uh, I'm not sure if AJ Green is AJ Green hurt. I'm not sure. Joe Mixon has looked good. Um, the one thing is the Cincinnati offensive line is is atrocious. So um, if Cincinnati has a chance to win and cover here as an upset. It's going to start with a lot of T. Higgins, you know, screens, slants, uh, running the ball creatively with Joe Mixon, who's a talented running back. Uh, Joe Burrow can really lay it up, especially when he has just a little bit of time. So uh, this Washington team is kind of just crumbling at this point, and I'm wondering you know, what they're going to do in free agency and with the draft and quarterback situation. So just another upset of the week. I think the Bengals are kind of on the rise. I think, you know, once they get an established offensive line, Joe Burrow is really going to thrive. Uh, he's looked really good in his rookie year. I think it was a really good number one pick by the Bengals here. Um, you know, who knows if he's happy there, but it seems like for now it's an okay fit. He's putting up good numbers. He, I think he could potentially win rookie, rookie of the year. Uh, you know, there's a couple other characters that are uh, lighting it up as well. So I like Cincinnati here to cover. Plus one and a half, but uh, who knows? We'll see. This over/under is forty-seven. It's uh, tied for the lowest, no second lowest of the week. I'm not going to make a pick on that. Uh, I think that Joe Burrow could score. You know, this Bengals team could score seventeen points in the fourth quarter, uh, or they could, you know, score thirteen throughout the entire game. So, a um, little inconsistent. I'm not going to make an over/under pick. Let's move on to uh, the rematch of the AFC divisional round from last year. The Tennessee Titans at the Baltimore Ravens. The Ravens are six point favorite, the over under forty nine and a half. Um excuse me. Um Right, so this game last year uh Titans just came out and really it didn't seem like much of a contest after a while Derrick Henry ran wild. Uh Titans have had an up-and-down year, you know, the whole COVID thing, and then they come out and play the Bills well, and they come out and kind of lay some eggs in some games. So uh, I'd like for the Ravens to – to whoa, I mean, I think that the smartest play here is to take Tennessee plus six. Uh, just from what we've seen from the Ravens and how Tennessee can score um, – yeah, I think that I'm actually going to make two picks on this game. I know I said I was going to try and limit myself to one, but just a shot in the dark. I'm going to take Tennessee to cover plus six, but I'm going to take Baltimore to win the money line. Uh, it's minus 280 if you take Baltimore to win. Uh, minus 110 for Tennessee to cover plus six. I just think that um, Baltimore, you know, I've been looking at a lot of statistics about how they play in certain games. What I mean by that is their competition. They can play really well against Washington or, or these teams that um, don't have really established defenses. And, you know, they're able to sling the ball around and run the ball well. But when it comes down to, you know, you need one series, you need a first down, you need to get out of bad field position, all these things that in in big games are really crucial, third third and four conversions and um it, there's a lot of things that this ravens team needs to work on in the spotlight they're great when they're playing a team that you know they're playing in the 1 p.m window of games and you know it's 20 to nothing against washington great but uh this tennessee this tennessee team can play 
And I saw Jadavion Clowney is out. I know he has the ninth most quarterback pressures uh, this year this year so far in the league. I know he's not been lighting it up statistically this year. Um, but still, with that, even with that, uh, this Tennessee defense plays pretty well. I know they've given up a lot of points. Um, I'm really, really excited to watch Derrick Henry uh, in this game. So, Tennessee, I think that taking him to cover plus six is kind of a bad choice, but I did already lock it in. Uh, so I'm going to take Tennessee to cover plus six, but I'm going to take the Ravens to win outright money line. Um, next game is the Dallas Cowboys at the Minnesota Vikings. The Vikings are seven-point favorite, the over-under at 48. Uh, I'm not sure who's starting for Dallas this week. Is, is Andy Dalton Dallas Cowboys? How do I not know this? I thought I looked this up. If, I, I did see Andy Dalton returned. Uh... He, Andy Dalton got COVID. Boy, I have no idea uh, who... Oh, boy. Is it Garrett Gilbert? Whoever this is, um, I do think the Vikings win here. I think that taking them to cover my seven, if it was like a six-point line, I'd take it. I just don't want to... Uh, I don't want them to win by exactly a touchdown, so... Uh, I'm just going to take them to, to win here, take the money line. It might be a good one to pair with uh, Pittsburgh just because both of those spreads are not too favorable to me. I'm wondering if this line will move at all before Sunday. Uh, the Vikings team, this Vikings team has a lot of weapons. I mean, Dalvin Cook, whatever his touchdown prop bet is, I think, I think that's a good one. Uh, Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen, uh, Irv Smith, they've got a lot of weapons. Kyle Rudolph, I mean, it kind of goes on. And I do think seven points is, is kind of low for a spread here with Minnesota because they can score a lot of points, and Dallas has definitely fallen off. And, you know, is it their fault? Who knows? That's, that's not for me to judge. But, uh, you know, losing Dak Prescott doesn't help. So I'm going to take Minnesota just to win here. If this was six and a half points uh, for Minnesota to cover, I'd take it too, but I don't see the line moving anywhere towards the Cowboys, so I don't see that moving favorably for me. So I'm going to take Minnesota just to win here. Uh, this next game, which I have have pulled up here, uh, it's kind of interesting. Only some betting sites had information for it, some didn't. Uh, the Kansas City Chiefs, Sunday night. Kansas City Chiefs at the Las Vegas Raiders. Kansas City is an eight-point favorite, the over-under at 56.5 points. Uh, it, that's a lot. 87% uh, of the money bet on the spread is on Kansas City. 13% on Las Vegas. And I think that's kind of low. Um, I'm just, sorry, I'm just writing down some of this stuff. I just can't believe that uh, so many people have been on the Chiefs after how Vegas has looked. Uh, I was listening to a couple talk shows, and you know, people are saying if Vegas wins this game, they are a legitimate Super Bowl contender this year. Now, could we be let down and Kansas City just dominates and wins by you know, 10 points or 14 points? Yeah, that's totally a possibility. But I wouldn't count out this Raiders team just yet. So uh, I'm tempted to take the Raiders plus eight here. Uh, the over-under is just so incredibly high. I don't know if that's going to hit. 
Oh boy, it's a tough one. You know, part of me just wants to take Kansas City just to win. I know that's like not the most like sexy pick. Oh man, but my gut, my gut is telling me to take Kansas City minus eight. It just feels like such a big. Okay, I'll make this pick at the end of the show. Just give me. I had a lot of stuff written down for it. Just let me make that pick at the end of, end of the show uh, when I'm saying any salutations. I will remember to do so. So let's move into the next game. Miami Dolphins at Denver Broncos. Uh, the Dolphins are four-point favorite. The over-under at 45 points. I like the over here. I think 45 is really low. Uh, Denver can score some points, you know, even if they're not going to win here. Miami and Tua are looking pretty good. He kind of looks like he's taking them on a playoff run here. I'm going to take the Dolphins to just win here. I don't know. If, if, if this was two and a half points, I'd probably take it, and they could win a field goal in Denver. Uh, but, you know, think about altitude. Think about the cold. As Tua played in a lot of the cold weather. Uh, I do think that this game has the potential to score a lot of points. Uh, Tua can really sling it. Hangs in the pocket well. On the other side, Drew Locke on uh, this Broncos team. Really like K.J. Hamler, number 13 at uh, Penn State. He's a rookie. Same with, obviously, Jerry Judy. is a great route runner. Melvin Gordon, uh, Noah Fant, Fant, I'm not sure if he's playing this week. I think he is. Um, but I like Miami to win here. I think that too. It might, you know, take him to potentially a wild card game, potentially a, a divisional game, but we'll see. Uh, so I like the over here, over 45. I think that's pretty low. And I like Miami to win here. That's minus 210 for a money line. Uh, two more games left before we make our Kansas City Las Vegas pick. Uh, the New York Jets at the Los Angeles Chargers. Chargers are a 10-point favorite. The over-under at 46-and-a-half. Uh, Chargers are going to win this one. <laughs> I'm not trying to, like, rush through any picks. It's not like I'm in a rush to go anywhere. But, I mean, the Jets stink. The Jets absolutely stink. and They might, you know, win a game this year and break their streak. But there's a chance that they go 1-15 or 0-16 or whatever it is for this year, especially given COVID. Um the Jets stink, man. The, so, I, I think that part of me wants to take the Chargers to cover here. Uh, and I am. I'm going to take the Chargers to cover. Oh, Jesus. How come right when I make a pick, I immediately just feel like it's totally wrong? This is going to bite me in the ass. I can already feel it. Some backdoor touchdown is going to just absolutely destroy this line. And I've been let down by the Jets before. I remember I bet on them with the Niners to cover. And then some garbage time touchdown. Rune. Okay. Now I'm getting down on myself. And I'm going to continue to take the Los Angeles Chargers to cover here. Minus 10. Justin Herbert looked good. Fresh haircut. Looking smooth and speedy and slick. Uh, and the Chargers are going to win here. Just taking the money line. Minus 505. Chargers money line with a Vikings money line. With a Ravens money well, that'd be a t hold on. Chargers money line, Vikings money line, Pittsburgh money line. You know they're all they're all not like the most beneficial benefactor money picks, but you pair them together, that might be a good little little three parlay. Uh, and could pair it with this this Monday night game, Los Angeles Rams at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Buccaneers are a four point favorite. The over under at forty eight. Uh, I do wish that uh, Bill Belichick was coaching the Buccaneers only because I think about the Super Bowl where Bill Belichick uh, completely outsmarted 
Magic uh, Genius Boy Sean McVay and Jared Goff. And uh, I, I like how Bill Belichick really shut down that Rams offense that was really flying high this year. That year. I apologize. Uh, I'm getting all mixed up. I accidentally just drew on my face with my pen when I was kind of doing a thinking face. So uh, I'm all over the place now while I try and make these last two picks. Uh, the Bucks look good. Uh, just given the Slav games that they've, you know, been up and down, and you think about two times losing to the Saints. On the other side, uh, you know, the Rams have improved this year. They kind of didn't start out uh, the most hot, and this is a tough pick. This is a close. I think this is going to be a closer game than people think. Um, I'm going to take Tampa Bay to win here. I don't know if they cover minus four. And uh, I have a feeling I'm going to be proven wrong. Just how in the last couple weeks I've bet with Russell Wilson and the Seahawks. He turns the ball over 10 times in three weeks. Then I bet against him. Whether that was my pick or my input last week, I'm pretty sure I said the Cardinals were going to win. And uh, obviously they didn't. So, um, yeah. I mean, this one might bite me in the ass. But I'm going to take Tampa Bay to win here uh just a money line minus 205 so now let's make the pick for the kansas city game we're gonna take the kansas city money line um don't know kansas city money line is minus 370 might be good to pair with some other stuff and when it comes to the spread well first of all okay i'm going big this game is going under this game is going to be under 56 and a half points. That's a lot of points. And then, three picks for one game, which I was trying to limit my amount of picks. The Raiders are going to cover here plus eight against the Chiefs. So, again, to reiterate for this Kansas City at Las Vegas game, Sunday night, Chris Collinsworth will be saying, now here's a guy who, and he's going to tell a life story of a couple different players, uh, the Kansas City Chiefs are going to win uh, minus 370. Las Vegas is going to cover by eight points, plus eight. And the, it is, this, Jesus, my mind is, oh boy. Oh, okay. This game's going under. Las Vegas is going to cover. Kansas City's going to win. Uh, this has been a shit show of an episode. Uh, again, this is just your co-host Frankie calling in before a, uh, Thanksgiving little break. At least I'm in school. Get a little break from school. Uh, get to hang out, chill out, go home, be with some family. Yes, I got tested. Uh, I've been self-isolating, seeing as little people as possible. Playing it safe so I can uh, see my family and all those good things. I want to wish everyone a happy, or do you say merry Thanksgiving? I'm Jewish, so, you know, I'm not well versed on all the, all the holidays. But uh, happy Thanksgiving to everyone listening. We appreciate anyone tuning in. Uh, please, you know, send us a rating on Apple Podcasts or wherever podcasts are found and reach out to us somehow. Uh, my Twitter handle is LangerFrankie, L-A-N-G-E-R-F-R-A-N-K-I-E. I do post some definitely, like, you know, vulgar stuff on Twitter. So if you feel, you know, comfortable with that, I do post some funny stuff, but it's definitely, uh, <laughs> I protect my tweets. That's that's one way to say it. Uh, I'm not sure. I do think Nathan's is Nathong underscore N A T H O N G underscore. 
Uh, we'll connect with him next episode and see what he's up to, get his Twitter handle, all those things. Reach out to us. Say what's up. We want to know who's listening to this, why you're listening to this, uh, if you're just enjoying it because we shoot the shit and go back and forth or you actually listen to our picks. Um, so, again, thanks for tuning in. This was week 11. Uh, our, you know, jeez. So week 11 picks. I swear, I'm totally sober right now. I, I got everything written down. It just appears that I got kicked in the head before uh, I started to record. So anyway, thanks for tuning in. Uh, happy Thanksgiving. Merry Thanksgiving. Uh, have a good week. Happy holidays. Stay safe. Stay warm. See you guys next week. Bye.